We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now that Governor Pritzker has imposed a statewide mask mandate in public and private schools across Illinois, there's no shortage of people challenging his authority to do that. So as they've been from almost the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, face masks are a political flashpoint. And Republican candidates for governor are speaking out on those and other things. This weekend, we'll take the time to get to know one of those primary hopefuls, businessman Gary Rabine. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. My guest likes to say he's paving the way for people to stay in Illinois. Gary Rabine helped develop a small family paving business into a company known in all 50 states. He's an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and now he's a conservative GOP candidate for governor. We'll let him tell you a bit more about his history and about what he hopes for Illinois' future. And we are conducting this interview via Zoom conferencing. Gary Rabine, welcome. Hey, Craig. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate your taking the time uh, for us. So tell us about the path that brings a uh, one-time paper boy to run a growing paving business, a foundation, and now a uh, gubernatorial campaign. You know, Craig, uh, it's funny you mentioned the paper boy because the Tribune hasn't been nice to me lately. And, and I was a Chicago Tribune newspaper boy for the first few years of my, my working career uh, from 10 years old, about 13 years old. And uh, there in that paper, I learned a lot about economics and, and you know, business really, right? I, I, $6 a week with a couple dollars a week in tips and I was on my way. But I, but I, I really learned business through doing lawns in that no, newspaper route and then eventually diving in dumpsters uh, at a couple of marinas on my newspaper route and, and uh, just, just really had the blessings of understanding kind of, you know, small, very, very, very small business at a young age. And it, it really sparked my, uh, my passion for business for the rest of my life. So that Chicago Tribune newspaper route was a start. And uh, either way, so, so my, my thing was this, Greg, I, I, I was blessed enough to you know, get into business at, right out of high school, um, paving, paving driveways, seal coating driveways. And then uh, and that grew into a parking lot paving company, paving concrete and asphalt parking lots. And eventually, Craig, grew into a national, a national company paving parking lots everywhere in America. And so, again, my blessings to, to be uh, born in this great country and to be able to build something has been, been amazing. And I'm so, I'm so thankful for that. So how do you believe your business background can help guide your work as governor if uh, you're elected to the job? That's a great question, Craig. You know, and uh, here, when I, when I think of business, I'm, I was a businessman for about 20 years, a small businessman for 20 years where I was in one business. A business grew from 
nothing to a nice little business 20 years later. Uh, but the last 20 years of my, you know, 40 years total, but the last 20 years of my career has been really about building leaders to grow and scale my business to be, to be a, a national business and in and, and many aspects, uh, uh, national facilities companies. Um, so again, about, about 30 companies we, we started and built in the last 20 years. And the first 20 years is one. And, and my, so my, my, my value is that I understand how to, how to, how to identify leadership. I understand what leadership looks like. My, and, and, I, and, I, and I'm very, very excited about what I think I could bring to government when it comes to surrounding myself with great minds and great leaders, uh, as well as being a leader that, that really works hard, gets my hands dirty, like I always have, to solve problems. And I think, you know, the problem solving is the biggest challenge we have in the state. We've got a lot of problems to solve, but, it, but it's not... It's not, a, it's not a matter of problem, problem, problem solving with just Gary Rabine's mind. Uh, I, love, I love working hard and, and I know what I'm very, very good at. But I've been blessed, Craig, to really understand how to, how to find the best minds in the country or the world in business to assist me to solve big problems. And I'm very confident that that same recipe is the same recipe, recipe I need to solve the big problems of Illinois. Find the best minds in Illinois, of course but also search the country and search the world if I have to, to find great minds to help us solve the problems of Illinois. Now, uh, J.B. Prisker is a businessman, our Democratic governor. The Republican governor just before him, Bruce Rauner, uh, came in vowing to run the state like a business. And uh, I think uh, some people would argue that that didn't work out. Uh, why would you be better than the two businessmen who've had the job uh, before you? You know, another great question, Craig. Here, here, here's the thing. I, I'm not, I, I, my business began out of high school, didn't go to college, no Ivy League education. Um, and, and I've been a business builder. You know, businessman, is, is, it could be somebody that, that, you know, has an Ivy League education, jumps into a, a business, becomes a VP right away and, and is at the top of the food chain for their whole, whole career. Or a businessman could be somebody that, that inherits a, you know, $3 billion fortune, $4 billion fortune and buys up companies. And they're a businessman too, Craig. But, but a businessman that I am is one that, that's been used to getting my hands dirty, used to starting with nothing and, and growing something substantial from nothing. And, and, and that's you got a lot more problems to solve when you don't have the cash that, that somebody else might have when they're, when they're born with it, right? So I think it's a different type of businessman when you're a business builder and a builder of leaders. Um, I've, I've been a mentor of many leaders and I continue to do that. I've got a podcast, Greg, that talks all about entrepreneurship and building entrepreneurs. It's called Ditch Digger CEO. Because my story is about a guy that, that was laughed at, you know, not going to high school as a ditch digger, because my friends called me a ditch digger. It was a year after Caddyshack came out. And, uh, and I, I had that chip on my shoulder, even, even to today, kind of, right? I still talk about it in my podcast. But I built my first business because I, because I knew I could. I knew I had the confidence to do it with, with, with limited education. I knew that I could learn on the job, economics, sales, all the things we had, engineering, all the things we've had to learn in our businesses. So a di big difference between somebody that's inherited, inherited you know, three, $4 billion and somebody that saves $2,000 and, and starts out seal coating driveways and, and, and doing landscaping and things that I did, um, in my opinion. Um, when you launched your campaign, you said you're going to fix the problems that the political elitists have created. Um, who are those elitists and what did they create? Yeah, so my, my opinion, Craig, elitists are ones that are making making decisions for for you know for thee, but not for, for you know for you know for, for thee, but not for me, right? Um, I, I I'm 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 bothered by people that are in leadership positions that that make decisions that that uh, for everybody else that affect everybody else negatively, and so 
those, those are those are any type of leaders, in my opinion, that are bought by special interest. They're any type of leaders that have a, have have something in it, uh, you know, an, another alter, ulterior motive in in politics. Um, and and so, I mean, I I look at you know J. B. Pritzker as somebody that really he he um, he's ruling instead of governing and instead of leading, in my opinion. Let me, I want to talk about some of the issues that uh, you would face and that uh, in some cases that you raise. Uh, first, this week, a lot of the talk has been about the violence in Chicago because of uh, the uh, weekend killing of Chicago police officer Ella French. Uh, what can the state do about the violence that we are seeing, not, and not just in Chicago. Uh, there was a triple murder in Springfield, I believe, uh, uh, within the last week or so. Uh, and, and how is J.B. Pritzker doing on that score? So, okay, so my, my thing is this, every citizen of the state are, are the responsibility of the, of the leader of the state, um, every citizen. So when I, when I look at the, the violence in the city of Chicago, you know, yeah, you can, we can put it off on, on the police, and we can put it off on the mayor, and 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 we can put it off on this the state's attorney. And I think there's problems with some of those people, and and and, and things should should change there. But the governor, could, you know, can, can continually say it's not him, it's them, it's their issue. Well, you know what? These people are citizens of Illinois. In in other states, governors have gotten gotten involved and, and helped to solve these problems. And and I'm not seeing I'm not seeing the urgency with this governor that that you would see with me as governor of Illinois. Um, when when I look at this, you know, Ella. And this 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 uh, you know tragic story of Ella, um, you know I, I think there there's many things that can be done in our in our in our in our in our, in our city of Chicago to respect our police. Um, I think I think we're handcuffing the police with some of the new policing bills that have been passed. And I think uh, you know bad people are, are are more emboldened to do bad things if they can get away with it. And I, and I see that all over our great city. Uh, are there any specific things that you would want to see changed? Uh, that can be changed at the state level? Well, you know, signing the bills we've signed lately are, are terrible changes that, that should be retracted, in my opinion, um, to, to be able to, to, to not be able to arrest and take away a trespasser in somebody's business or somebody's home and only be able to write them a ticket like this last bill, 3653, you know, basically is written in there. That, that's craziness. For, for us, uh, for our police across the state, not to be able to communicate with federal police, ICE, or federal police in apprehension of, of a uh, of an illegal uh, felon, an illegal felon is craziness. So, so Craig, I mean, I, I think if we stop passing crazy bills, that would be a good start. Or if we retract some of the ones we made, um, and, you know, the, the, this, uh, you know, when we look at how many how many people are, are 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 getting out after doing all different types of crimes, they're back on the street in a short period of time. I mean, we've got to make sure that we're we're punishing people for doing bad things, from the smallest thing to the largest. And I just feel like we're getting away from that in our city. Uh, Senator Dick Durbin this week has been talking about wanting tougher penalties for straw purchases. That's when someone uh, buys a gun legally, but then gives it to someone that they know is not legally able to uh, have it. In this case, in the case of uh, Ella French, uh, someone is charged now with, uh, with that straw purchased or that straw exchange. And... Uh, Senator Durbin says the problem is, is that it's treated like a paperwork offense and he wants up to 25 years for someone who does that, buys a gun and gives it to someone else. Right now, he says it's about eight months to a year. Do you think those kinds of tougher laws do any good? 
So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree that tougher laws on on illegal illegal guns should be a should be a, a big factor. Um, but but I but I I don't I don't I don't buy into the fact that it's the guns that are killing people. I believe it's it's bad people killing people and bad people shooting people. Um, you know, gun guns are are a problem. If we don't if we don't take care of illegal sales of guns, that's going to be a problem for forever. It's definitely an issue. But let's turn to the other big issue of the year of the last two years, and that would be COVID. Uh, Governor Pritzker is uh, pretty much running on his leadership during the continuing coronavirus pandemic. Uh, I gather you're not impressed with what uh, uh, J.B. Pritzker has done with regards to COVID. I, I'm not impressed. Uh, again, I, I, when, I, when I look at the leadership that he's taken there, I don't see the collaboration that, that I, you would have in a Rabine governorship. Uh, when, when, I, when I look at you know, what other states have done, Democrats and Republicans alike across the country. I think, you know, people have, have, have done some good things to be to keep their community very safe and yet and yet not take away their freedoms. And I think that's important. It's so important to keep our, our, our citizens safe any way we can. But you, you, we, we can't take away their freedoms. And I feel like Governor Pritzker has been very, very, la very, very, he's found it very easy to rule and take away people's freedoms instead of collaborate with other states who are having you know good results or better results even and, and keeping their their states of you know free states keeping their businesses open keeping their schools open um so yeah i'm not i'm not happy with the, with with the, the results of his leadership and the decision making that's in that case but he would argue and does that uh sometimes tough decisions like that closing the businesses down are necessary to protect people uh that it's not so much a matter of liberty, but a matter of, of safety and health. Uh, you know, really, it's a matter of health. Yeah, and I, and I would argue with that to say this, you know, these businesses, these are livelihoods for thousands and thousands of people that have been ruined, okay? And, and that those, the livelihoods that are ruined also cause sickness and health, depression, drug abuse, all kinds of other things. When, when you have the, the tens of thousands of jobs, hundreds of thousands of jobs that were lost in Illinois, because of it, and 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 the thousands of businesses that were ruined because of it. I mean, that that that's that's dangerous for our society as well and our economy. So you, again, there's other states that have not that didn't do any of that. I mean, they did they did some of this because they initially they didn't know what they had to deal with, but they eventually relaxed these things as they realized that safe you know safe protocol could be put in place to keep the doors open of restaurants, to keep schools open. And and I and I just I, I don't feel like the collaboration was there. I, I I'm a I've been in the Republican Governors Association Executive Council for the last five years. I, I, I was I'm in that for business purposes, and I, I got to know a lot of governors. And I watched their decisions when they when, when this all went went on, and and they collaborated. And they went back and forth, and some of these governors did did exactly what JB did for the first 30 days. But then they 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 realized talking to other governors that. It, it, where, where they kept things open, they were having they were having no more failures and, 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 and no more sickness than the, than the governors that were shutting it down. So for me, the collaboration is the key. Collaborate with the best minds you can in the country and the world, especially with people who are in the same boat that you are in leadership. And I did not see that with JB. Heck, I didn't even see JB talking to the legislators. He got 177 legislators. All these people are smart people, all right. And 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 most of them were Democrats, his side of the fence. But yet, I didn't see much collaboration there. And I, I don't understand that. I, I, you can't, you know, one mind is only worth so much. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty smart guy and I, and I know what I'm really, really good at. But boy, you know what? When I can put 177 other minds in the same room as, as myself, I guarantee you we're going to come up with some, some decisions and solutions that are better than my one mind.
You're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm Craig Delamore. My guest is Gary Rabine, Republican candidate for governor of Illinois, and we were recording this interview via Zoom. Um, is there anything besides talking to other people and getting their ideas, is there anything specific uh, that you would have done differently that bes besides, like I said, the collaboration, would you have taken any decisive action at the beginning of the pandemic? I think I think in the beginning of the pandemic, I would have just like many did, right? I mean, you didn't, didn't know what we had. So I think many, many anybody um, in, a, in a, with the demographics like Illinois, with the, the density of Chicago and everything else, I think um, you, you with the collaboration that I would have found and that, that I had as a business leader from the outside, um, that would have been, that would have most likely been the decision initially, shut things down, let's, let's understand it. And then let's understand what we can get going, get back, you know, how we can get back to work and back to school. Um, I, I think that the damage that was done from, from our kids uh, losing this education for, for over a year, um, losing the quality, I should say, of education. Some kids, you know, Craig, some kids got along fine and some kids were great virtual. Uh, but I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a person that has, has a little bit ADD and I, and I, would, I would not have been able to, to, to work as well uh, out of my house if I was the same kid. And my, I was... My two boys both have ADD. I guarantee you, they wouldn't have done well. My two daughters, um, different. They can learn any way you want to teach them, and they would have been fine, in my opinion. So I just think that we hurt a lot, a lot of our community where, where kids don't learn the same way, and and, this, and virtually isn't easy for everybody, and it's not, it's not, it's just not practical for everybody. So I, I think we we hurt our, our education, our, our our kids' educations for the last year and a half. Um, businesses. I I'm a small business guy, so boy, I, I got to tell you, I know what it takes when you're, when you're 10 or 20 years into a business and you're a small business, just making a paycheck for yourself. And then all of a sudden everything shuts down on you around you and you, you, you don't have customers anymore and you can't have customers. I sympathize with those people in a big way, Craig, because I'm, I'm from that world. Well, as you uh, noted, we're getting kids back into the schools now. And another big issue has been that because of the Delta variant, because we are seeing cases rise in Illinois again, the governor reimposed the mask mandate for schools. Um, and you say that takes away the control from the local school districts and parents where it ought to be. Uh, and he says, but we have to do what is safe for all of the kids. Yeah, yeah. So, so if, if JB understands what's safe in my community, he's, he's, way more, he's way smarter than I ever thought he was. Okay, I, I'm confident that in many communities where they, they, they're not having many cases, where they, they, they want their freedom and their kids, they, they know their kids learn better without masks or with masks, right? They should have the ability to make that decision. Shouldn't be JB's decision to make that from, from Springfield or wherever he's at. I mean, it, 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 it's, really, it's really something that, in my opinion, needs to be, it needs to be from the community. And so I, I, don't, I, I just can't agree that a governor or legislators have, have all the knowledge of what's best community by community. But let's talk about that because let's face it, in the atmosphere that we're in, we have had masks in particular become a political issue as much as a health issue. And you've got people whose information about masks is coming from social media, coming from talk show programs. Should the public, to should, everyday people actually be the ones who make that judgment call when there may be scientific things that say, no, you have to do it this way if you want to keep all the kids safe. 
Yeah. So my, again, Craig, I'll tell you, if I'm the governor of Illinois, I'm, again, I, I'm a, I'm a smart guy in a lot of ways. I understand what I'm really good at. And I, and I listen, I try to find the best minds I can in the world to listen, listen to when I'm not the expert. Okay. But I still would tend to probably lean one way or another on the, on the science as well as JB Pritzker, I think has leaned one way on the science. And I don't think it's right that the way he leans is the way the whole state should lean and every community should lean. I I'm confident that a superintendent and a board and the parents of the school are, they got a lot of smart people there and those smart people should be responsible for their own communities. I don't believe the governor knows any more than they do in my opinion of, of the science. I mean, all the science is all out there and, and it goes both ways. I mean, there's science that says masks don't do anything. And then there's science that say that, Hey, if you triple mask, you're definitely protected. Okay. So again, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know which which science to believe totally, um, but I'm of the mindset that I can make my own decision and take on that risk as well as my community. And so I just don't think it should be any one person's decision at the top of the food chain. Uh, what do you say to parents? Because I actually covered a demonstration uh, a little over a week ago of parents who were saying that they refused to send their kids back to school if masks were optional because they said, it's not just about protect our kids' mask protecting our kids. It's about the fact that people who weren't wearing masks or didn't want people who aren't vaccinated bringing those infections to school, and they didn't want to risk people who don't believe in vaccination, people who don't believe in masks, having their children infect theirs. Yeah. So I. So again, I think I think either side of that coin. Again, you're going to have a different. We have parents right now that 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 won't take their kids to school because of the, of the mask mandate. So I think either side of that, we're going to we're going to have an argument. My thing is, which which argument is best for the freedom of our country? If we have a if we have a ruler at the top of the food chain telling us all how we must live our, our lives and what we should wear to school. All right. I don't think that's good for, for a free country, in my opinion. I, I believe a free country has to rely on the fact that we, we locally can make great decisions for ourselves and we don't need a ruler at, at the top of the food chain, a governor uh, to making that decision. And, and so, so that's my opinion. I think, you know, my thing is this, we've lost thousands of jobs out of our state on an annual basis. Okay. And we're, we're talking 40, 50,000 jobs in 2019. I got different data that says both. And, and lately 2020, a lot more than that, most likely. Okay. Not then our taxes are now the highest in the country together. All our taxes together are now the highest in the country. Our property taxes are number one or two highest in the country. We're chasing people out because of the economics every day. Now we're going to be chasing people out because they want to live in a free state. And, and, and you know, Indiana looks a heck of a lot better than Illinois for a free state. There's a tax that are better, jobs creations up, and, they're, and they let their kids go to school, mask or no mask, it's up to them. And, and again, so I guess I'm, I'm worried about our state falling apart as we continue to rule as a, from the governor's office what, what, one, what one person thinks is right. And that's wrong. We've we, 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 we got to stop the bleeding. We've got we to gotta show people that we love, we love this, this state and we want you to stay. And, and this is another example of how we do that. We get, we, we, you know, let's, let's make sure we lead to have a, a competitive state in all aspects of, of economics and a competitive state in all aspects of freedom and we will keep people in Illinois and we'll grow Illinois. And you've talked about uh, the property taxes, especially uh, trying to bring those down. How are you going to do that? And how will you pay for the things that the taxes buy? Because in many communities, uh, the property taxes pay for education. Hey, Craig, you're exactly right. I mean, it's a complicated issue and I, don't, I will not have the answers today. And I want, and, and the answers will be different. If I did have them today, it would be different in two years as things change. 
But here's what I do, Craig. I'll find the best minds in the country to be on my team. And I've already found the best economic minds I can find that I hired already to be on my team for this, for this solution. So uh, somebody that's done this, been the architect for economic change in states across America is one, is one of the best in, in the country's history is my teammate. And his team is on my team right now. I will continue to do that in every aspect of the state. I'll find the best minds I can in Illinois and across this country to be on my team. And Art Laffer is, a, is an amazing mind that, that, that's a uh, you know, Nobel Peace, uh, uh, Peace Prize winner. I, went, I, I solicited him, I seek him out and I, and I convinced him to come to work for me as my advisor now and my, and my economic advisor to build, to build my team when I become governor. And I will do that in every aspect of the state, Craig. That's, that's what I do as a leader and I'll continue to. Uh, how will you create the jobs that really need to be created to get our economy moving again? So Craig, I'm a job creator. I've created lots of jobs in my life and, I, and my businesses continue to move on and create jobs. That's what we love doing. And, and we, what we realized, Craig, you know, 15 years ago, Illinois was the best place in the middle of the greatest country in the world to start a business, a small business, to, to, build, to build your life, to build a job or, or to grow a business. And today, Craig, we're, we're the last. Okay, So from, from 15 years ago and being the best in the middle of the greatest country, the last. Now, 15 years ago, Craig, we weren't like we were like spectacular when it comes to heavy policy on jobs. Uh, higher, we, our, our workers' compensation was a little higher than average cost. Okay, we weren't we weren't average or lower than average, but because we're the great state of Illinois, we still were very very much a growing growing state when it comes to job creation and, and, and opportunity for technology companies or else. Okay, that's changed in the last 15 years, Craig. And if you can go back and look at all the policy that's been piled on and piled on small business, you can you, we can visually see. Many policies where business say, wow, that hurt. Oh my gosh, how am I going to get through this one? Right? I mean, workers' compensation now is, is, is two to three times the cost of many states around us. So, you know, we're, we're just telling small business to get out of here. We're, we're saying, hey, you don't like it, leave. Okay. You know, socialist countries have done that all over the world in the past, you know, and, and, and we're looking too much like that right now, Craig. So, again, if we look, go back 15 years, we just track all the regulation that's been piled on small business, we can, we can visually see. Many, many, many regulations, including some recently I can tell you about. Uh, well, let's talk about something that's looking ahead of us, uh, and that is the clean energy legislation that uh, is favored by Governor Pritzker, um, among other things. And there are a lot of things in that package. It foresees a phase out of coal fired power plants and more renewable energy. Is that a direction that Illinois ought to be going? So, well, in my, so this is this is my opinion, and I, and I and I'm very strong when I say this. I believe the free market could, should choose winners and losers in every aspect of, of business, including energy. We shouldn't be picking win, winners and losers. Whether hey, I, I don't like nuclear, I don't like natural gas, I don't like oil or coal. Okay, those 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 you know those energy sources have been amazing for our country and our world for for a long time. So when we look at and I'm I'm a fan of solar, I'm a fan of wind. I'm a fan of anything that's green energy. Actually, my, my businesses have led when it comes to green pavements. We've been, we've been you know, engineers, engineers that have designed green pavements and, and, and we, we market and we, and we educate on green pavements. We, we also educate on green roofs and we have a, we have a, you know, a LEED certified building. So we're, we're all about green, but, but our green, we, you know, we, we, don't, we don't want subsidies for green. We want to be able to perform for our customers and give them the best products in the country or the world. And that, that will allow us to, to, to explore green initiatives. It shouldn't be that our state or our, or our country throws, you know, hundred billion or, or, or half, a, half a billion dollars that we're looking at. 
I'm trying to think of the numbers I just saw recently, but billions of dollars actually in subsidizing energy, green energy, what they call green energy, instead of instead of nuclear, instead of natural gas, right? And, and other other energy that are that are clean energy that are very efficient because if we, we want to look like California, California got rid of all, a lot of their uh, old school energy and their energy costs are the highest in the country. Now, and do we want that? Do we want our electric to be the highest in the country? Because we've been very competitive for a long time here in Illinois. And we only have uh, actually less than a minute left. Uh, so I just want to ask one pure political question. You're a conservative Republican. Do you believe Donald Trump is the key to the future of the GOP? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I believe it's, it's, you know, great leaders are the key to the future. Leaders that serve selflessly instead of selfishly, Craig. I mean, the, the more leaders we can find that don't need the job, that want to do it for the, for the good of the, the, the community and the, and, the, and the citizens, that's what we need for Illinois and that's what we need for our country. And you think you're going to get uh, people to flock to your candidacy in a blue state like this? I am, because you know what? I've got, I've got as many Democrat friends as I do Republican friends. I love them all. And, and I believe that all my friends understand that Illinois is going the wrong direction. And, and, we, and we need a common sense leader to change it. And I'm, I'm the one that could do it, Craig. That's going to be the final word. Thank you. That is Gov candidate for governor, Republican candidate for governor, Gary Rabine. Thanks for spending the half hour with us. To our listeners, if you'd like a copy of this program or to hear it again, please visit our website at wbbmnewsradio.com. There should be a link of ways down the homepage. You can also find our podcasts on odyssey.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of that issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.